0: Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast,
1: where we take on the real-life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird, along with speaker, Christian Life Coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going
0: forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back, everybody. It's Mark Bird with Journey Living. And once again, I'm in the studio with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, welcome once again uh, to another fun episode.
1: Well, good morning, Mark. And I just want to welcome everybody and our audience out there. It is just time for spring. I know the weather's been crazy here in Ohio. It can be 72 one day and minus two the next. (laughs) It feels like you always know you're in Ohio, but you know what? I'm excited about this uh, podcast today because we are in May and we know summer is right around the corner. What is springing up in the great verse in Isaiah 43, 19? This is one of my favorite verses and almost has become a life verse for me. Um, Mark, since uh, you know, we've had a big diagnosis in our family with my husband's cancer, and I remember this being the very verse that God gave to me after my husband's diagnosis and just saying to me um, what Isaiah 43 says. So I'm I love that it's springtime and it says it's springing up, don't you perceive it? So, Mark, let's let's dig into God's word what you and I love to do the most, and it's here in Isaiah that. In verse 19 of Isaiah 43, where he says, see, meaning look, watch, see what I'm doing. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? That verse, Mark, I love because God is asking us a question. The prophet Isaiah is speaking, but it's like, don't you see what I'm about to do? And I know for you and I, we're in a time of transition right now. God is really pulling our faith strings. (laughs) And him and I laugh like that because, man, God is doing a new thing in both of our lives, both of our families. And he's saying, and I believe he's saying this to you and I, and I think this is really timely, Mark. And I know somebody's listening. Watch and see. I am about to do a new thing. Mark, I want you to run with that. Where do you see God? Do you see it as a new thing? Are you seeing it as this excruciatingly painful thing? (laughs) Like, God, what in the world are you doing?
0: Well, there's a song that comes to my mind, Shannon, right away when you start talking about this. It's a bit of an older song, but it's by a guy named Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, yeah. And it says, He makes all things new. Yes, He does. And you know what's amazing about that? You, You know, because Shannon, you and I have both been around long enough not to date ourselves, but we've heard year after year and sat in sermons year after year and we've heard hey it's the new calendar it's the new season whatever and hey it's an it's God's doing a new thing but you know what here is the truth Shannon he's always doing a new thing
1: yeah that is so true and I think about that just from the beginning of time God is a creative God. He does not like make the mold and say, okay, that's it. He's always recreating. And I think that's one of the things with the enemy that you can understand how predictable he is because he is not creative. God is always making things new and bright. Think of the morning. Think of the morning. There's never a sunrise that's ever the same or a sunset from the day before, or a week before, or a month before. God is always up to doing new things, new babies new opportunities, new whatever. God is always into creating something. But I think the greatest part of this verse and probably the hardest for me is the second part of that where it says, I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Meaning maybe you're going through a really hard time. And that sometimes is the hardest time to even perceive what God is doing because you're so focused, almost hyper-focused on the problem that you can't even see God where he's at. And it's like seeing, you can't see the forest because of the trees. Right. So it's there that we sometimes will allow those things to overtake us and miss the opportunity that God is doing. And if you go to verse 18, right before where we started of, see, I'm doing a new thing. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And I don't know about you, Mark, but this is hard for me. I think this is hard for most of us because it's easy to think about what's happened, where we've made our mistakes. How do we get from forgetting all the things that are wrong and just focusing our eyes on Jesus and what he is doing for us?
0: I love that question, Shannon. And if I may, I'm chomping at the bit right on this one. Uh, and, and, you know, so it's all about kind of seeking God's wisdom, what I'm what I'm hearing in this is okay. This is God's plan. One of the first thing that comes to my mind, Shannon, is uh, in Genesis, in the, the the recount of creation. Well, it says, "And God rested," you know, after creation. It didn't say He stopped. Shannon, I think it it helps us to focus on that. That God is God still
1: creating Shannon? Yes.
0: Ah, right? Yeah. Because you said it, he's a creative God. Yes. He never stopped. He rested, but he didn't stop.
1: Oh, that's a great point.
0: And I'm taken to Proverbs chapter four, okay, the book of wisdom, if you will. Right? And uh, I'm I'm going to Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Shannon, one more more verse I want to share here. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Keep your eyes to look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you.
1: Wow. That is good.
0: It's a great reminder because, uh, Shannon, as you and I are walking through and experiencing right now, there is sure a tendency and a temptation to look left or right.
1: Oh, there definitely is. And I think about just as the writer in Isaiah, he talks about previously in those verses of 17, 18, 19, where he talks about, what the Israelites went through. And when they're crossing through the sea, it says he who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty rivers, he who brings out the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty warrior, they will lie down together and not rise again. Let's just stop right there because here's what I'm learning greatly this year is the Lord is just teaching me and and showing me he is for us. And here the enemy is on their, their tail, you know, Pharaoh and his army is is racing down to annihilate the Israelites, God's chosen people. And they are faced with the Red Sea in front of them and the army behind them. And he says, listen, this is the the making a way in the bad land, a wasteland, however you want to call that. You talk about having your back against the wall or your face against the, the sea He's saying, watch, I am going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And all of those who are around you who are trying to trip you up in this time of turmoil, this wasteland, this desert space. He's like, they will lie down together and not rise again, meaning they're going to be annihilated themselves. It says, goes on to also say they have been extinguished. They have been put out like a lamp's wick, meaning God is going to extinguish them. I love that word. But that's where it picks up. and says, do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. So God is saying, listen, I know what's at your back, but don't look back there. It's like what he said to to Lot, you know, don't turn around. Right. Do not turn around because you're not going (laughs) to want to see what's in in your rearview mirror. He says, or ponder the things of the past, listen carefully, I'm about to do this new thing. So for our listeners out there who are maybe in this wasteland, this desert, this um, bad land, <laughs> that word came literally to me. Wow, um, this is a really bad place. God, how do you want me to see you when everything's swarming around me? And I have to think the Israelites, you know, were in the same position. You can't help but wonder, God, where are you? And I don't know, Mark, let's think about that tangibly. If this army is breathing down your back and you've got an ocean in front of you, where do you go? Right. And and I think for many of us, we have a lot of um, circumstances and we have a lot of chaos right now. We have just hardship on our back, almost like we're carrying it. And then there's no way in front of us. But God is saying to us, listen. Look up, see, do you not see, I'm about to do a new thing. How many of you are your kids when you know you're up to something and your kids just don't understand it and you're like, right. just trust me, I am doing something here for you. Maybe it could be a project, maybe it could be your, their future. I'm setting you in a position to get you some help and they're they're down for the count and they're like, mom or dad, I don't get it. This isn't a bad space for me. You're working the whole time to help them. God is saying, just watch. Don't you perceive? And and I love what it says in the Amplified Bible. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me. He's saying, listen, nothing that comes against me or you is going to be a problem. That's it. I'm going to be able to plow right through this (laughs) and make a way for you. And I know for you and I, Mark, and some of the things you and I are both going through in our ministries, this is preaching to us personally yeah, it is. because we can't see the future. We don't know. And both of us and our families are having to make decisions. And we're like, God, just tell us. And God's <laughs> like, listen, don't you see? I'm up to a whole lot of good for you. And I'm yes, going to make a way right in this bad land for you.
0: I love it, Shannon. I, I'm just uh, processing it all. And I think it's safe to say uh, at this point of the juncture Shannon, that uh, it's a lot easier to preach a sermon than it is live one. But uh, based upon what we're all going through right now, well, Shannon, this is what we're preaching, teaching, and saying, encouraging others to do. And it's you know, it's befitting that we're having to live it as well. So, Shannon, these aren't things that we're just um, pointing or preaching at someone else, but we're kind of preaching to ourselves here a little (laughs) bit as well. I'm just, uh, I'm taken to a a passage in 2 Samuel 23. This is interesting. Uh, Shannon, it says, um, He that rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. But here's what I want to point out, starting in verse 4. And he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises, Mm. a morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing up out of the earth by clear shining after the rain. Now, Shannon, that is a good thing to hang on to. And I want to go back also real quickly to something you said earlier. And what you were referring to was when Um, Pharaoh released Moses to lead the people out of Egypt, right? And they're fleeing. But then all of a sudden the army is pursuing them and they come up against the Red Sea. And so when you talk about between a rock and a hard place, (laughs) it was between the Red Sea and the, the pursuing army of Pharaoh of Egypt And you're right. It's like, I'm sure Moses looked left and looked right, and there was no other option. But what I want to point out in this, Shannon, is what the Lord's response was to Moses. And he didn't say, turn and fight him or, you know, hurry up and build some weapons. He said, stand still Hmm. and see the salvation of the Lord.
1: And that's probably our hardest part is how do we stand still when there's all this pressure? You got to keep going. You have to move forward. Um, But... The pressure is on our back. Um, we're faced with, I mean, as much as I would love to sit every morning and wait, and, and maybe I'm misspeaking, Mark, you can talk about this. You know, I would love to just sit in the mornings and um, encourage myself with the Lord. And I do. I'm not saying I don't do that. But there comes a time where you do have to get up from your quiet spot, <laughs> your, your, your war room, and you have to go out and make a decision. And it's here that when you have a decision in front of you or a direction you need to make a decision about, and the pressure of the life and world behind you is bearing down your back, how do we, how do we tangibly do that? How do we stay focused and believe that God is for us, that he has everything already written out for us, but we have to be real. And, and I think so many times we struggle with, you know, God I got to make a decision here. I Maybe that's your job. Maybe it's for your children, a school they are going to go to. Maybe it's a medical decision and you're like, how do I make this decision? Because, you know, we would love to sit still, stand still. And I know that's the word. God is saying that to Moses. He's like, just stand here and I'll fight for you. I think we allow God to do that. We stand in our spirit quietly. I think that's where he's saying, stand right here. I'm going to take care of this. That's good. But we have to also have the wisdom and discernment from the word um, to know what our next move is. And God will nudge us. God will show us. I think when it comes to decision making that if it lines up with the word of God, it's a yes. Yes. Oftentimes, I've heard Charles Stanley say this. He won't make a decision until, you know, he feels the Lord opens that door or there's there's a, there's a way made. And it's exactly what happened to the Israelites. And we have to know the word of God to be able to stand on his truth. And we have to be able to, to rest in his promises. But it's here in Second Samuel where you were talking about in two. And this is out of the Message Bible. And it says, and this is just how my regimen has been. This is picking up where you were just at. For God guaranteed his covenant with me spelled it out plainly and kept every promised word meaning god's promises are true yesterday today and in the future so whatever you're facing you can go to the word of god and find his covenant with you you can find what he has promised you and that's where you make your decisions um when you're under pressure just watch for him to be able to see what he's doing We can't always follow his footprints. I've heard this many times, and maybe you have too, Mark. Maybe you can't follow his footprints, but you can always follow his heart.
0: That's so good.
1: You'll be able to follow the character of God in his heart.
0: And Shannon, I think that part of what we're trying to accomplish through this podcast, the whole thing is to help people understand the heart of the Father. Because this is, once you understand his heart, a lot of things make a lot more sense, Shannon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and not that we know every jot and every tittle about him, but as we continue to seek him and continue to seek his heart, then we can understand his heart and we can know his heart and we can mimic his heart.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. I love just being able to go into the word, um, especially in Proverbs. If you've never delved into Proverbs, I teach us many times. Um, there's a proverb for every day. So yeah. if you just want to be a wise person and know how to make decisions, plant yourself in Proverbs. And just whatever the day is, um, take that day, take that chapter and just marinate yourself. A lot of times I will turn off the radio going to work and I just listen to my proverb of the day. Amen. And it's there that I'm already like listening and I'm hearing and people that I'm going to have to deal with or that's registering in my mind, whether that's with an angry person, whether that's in sadness, whether that's in um, discouragement, whether that's in finances. God is always teaching us through his word but I gotta say, if you're not in the Word, you're not gonna see this. And this is what Isaiah is saying: Watch and see. Don't you perceive it? And think about this. This comes to mind for me. So for anybody who's a non-believer and they're like, I don't hear God. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't hear what He's saying. You say you hear from Him. Well, we have to remember that a non-believer has scales on their eyes. Right. Right. Yep. right? So they are blind to it. So let's talk about that. Is Isaiah for the believer? Where he's saying in Isaiah 43, watch and see. Can a non-believer see the hand of God?
0: I believe that they can because who takes the scales off, Shannon? That's right. Only God can.
1: That's right. And he's pursuing them. So even if you're a non-believer... Maybe you don't hear from him, but you can see the hand of God in your, your life. I know there's people in my family that are non-believers, but they are seeing the hand of God chase them down, um, him working in their lives. And I can all the time say, that's God, that's God. And once they have been illuminated to that or his, his presence and his spirit, and you just say, that is the hand of God. They're like, Oh, I see that now. Um, I know Tithing was huge in um, my husband's faith walk is that he learned more. I think I saw his faith grow more in just our tithing because he was watching the Word of God come true. Amen. In Malachi, that where God says, you know, give me 10%. You get to keep 90. This is the only thing you can test me in. Um, but when you do, see if I won't throw open the floodgates that you will not even be able to contain it.
0: That's so And mean. there were
1: times when, Our checkbook made no sense. I mean, you could look at it, and we were like, "But I don't know how we have these blessings." (laughs) And I always love to say, you know, it's fun to get paid by man. God pays you; it's a whole lot more fun. But I just want to encourage somebody with that: when you do things God's way, you may not even be able to. You may not even be able to explain it. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's just no words for what He does. Right. But you can see it. You know what I mean? It's like I see Him working. So God is telling us. Watch and see that I'm about to do a new thing. And springtime's a great time because I know as the grass, you know, greens up and it was so fun watching the daffodils and tulips pop up, even through the ice and the snowstorms we had this spring and then it would be, you know, 32 one day and 72 <laughs> the other. We were we were in Florida and it was, it was just crazy weather, you know, watching back here and it's the same weather that they're having down there. And you're like, how does all this happen in the same week? Well, that's Ohio for you. First. It is, yeah. <laughs> but we got to see those flowers pop mm-hmm. up, spring up right between the mulch, right in the in the ice. And he's saying, watch and see. And I think springtime such a great time to be reminded that God is about doing all things new. Every year, I love that, coming out of a cold, hard winter. It's so great to know that he is going to renew everything again.
0: And Shannon, I can't help... But think about this analogy as I listen to you share about that. And it's the analogy of every farmer on planet Earth. And so the farmer can till the ground. They can get the seed. They can plant the seed. They can cover the seed back up or whatever it is, right? But then what else can they do? They can fertilize the seed. But then how does the seed come up out of the ground, Janet?
1: It germinates and comes up out but the farmer i'm thinking the farmer just has to watch
0: exactly he just
1: watches and sees Yeah there it come there's up.
0: only so much that the farmer can do in preparation but then they don't they just have to wait because then god gets to do his part
1: yeah he brings the rain and the sun <laughs> that's it
0: and and so when we're entitling this episode springing up So every farmer has to do their due diligence, Mm -hmm. put the seed in the ground and all that, and then they have to wait. And to see it spring up is all an act of God, isn't it? Yeah, amen to that. And so you could just look at it scientifically, I guess you could, but then he's the creator. And that's what I'm saying a little bit ago, Shannon. You know what? He's still creating. Yeah. He
1: still is. I love how you use the farmer as a picture analogy because when it's saying, you know, we're asking, what can I do? I mean, there's still our part. And I love what you said about we have to, we have to till the ground. Yes. We have to plant. We have to fertilize. We have to prepare, which is the biggest part. You know, we know about the, um, the the forest soils and what that is like, you know, if it's rocky, if it's um, dry, if it's good fertile soil. And I think where a farmer is either going to have a great crop or not, part of it, most of it is in that preparation. i farm, but I, I have farmers in my family and we had gardens when we were growing up. And I just, the little bit I do, you have to prepare your soil. So if you're not preparing yourself, meaning being in the word of God, if you're not sitting under um, you know teachings and just bathing yourself preparing your own soil to receive the word of God that might just be like the seed that gets blown away in a windstorm are you really having your seed the seed the word of God planted into your spirit on good fertile soil that's a great question today to ask yourself what kind of soil are you right Is there rocky there's uh, what is it dry do you know what the fourth one is what's the parable I'm putting it's start, it's Mark.
0: Mark chapter four. Mark. Okay, Mark chapter four, yeah, so, so Mark chapter four. Yeah, let let's go there and let's, let's look at it. Mark, uh, let's it, go to Mark. It's the four, it's the four soils, right? Or that's right. That, that's how it's uh, laid out in scripture. I
1: think it's a great it's a great picture analogy to say, "Are you prepared? Are you prepared to see what God's doing? Are you even you know even somebody could deposit a great word in you on Sunday, and then by Tuesday, it's completely gone." You know, are you are you ready to receive it? Are you going to allow that pastor, that minister to plant that seed into you? Because God's going to water it and he's going to um, put sunshine on it. And that's throughout the week. And the same as as the farmer. He's going to do that. But when we don't take care of our own soil, our own heart, our mind, our spirit, our emotions, then it becomes that rocky soil that nothing's going to bear fruit from.
0: And I and I think Shannon the part the the one that we missed is the fact that we have an enemy and he comes to kill steal and destroy and that That's was right. the one we missed because it's the one that uh, is the first one mentioned and again we mentioned this is Mark chapter four and uh, it says in verse fourteen the sower sows the word. And there are the ones that, by the wayside, when the Word is sown, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the Word that was sown in their hearts. That's the piece. That's the piece. Yeah. And, Shannon, isn't it interesting that what we're talking about now is preparing your hearts, and don't let Satan steal it.
1: Yeah, and I think the only way to counter that is by knowing the Word of God, because... Um, I had a friend recently, you know, text me and was saying how depressed she was, and she was really struggling. And and she even answered her question for me before I could even get a text back. And she said, and no, I'm not in the Word of God, because that's always my first answer to her is, are you in the Word of God? Um, I think when people are searching for an answer, you know, it's easy to call a friend or get on Facebook or Instagram and look for some inspirational verse. Listen, um, you just put yourself in in the word of God and God's going to give you everything you need. And so for those who don't want to do this and I'm not, I'm not, you know, misspeaking of my friend. I just want to say this is we have to be in the word of God. I have to be in the word of God. It says that David encouraged himself, you know, in the Lord, meaning he knew the word of God. He knew that the Lord was his only um, saving grace. And I think if you're not having that fertile soil, if you don't have something even to pull from, meaning the word of God, where what kind of hope are you going to have? Because if your hope is in the world, if it's on social media, if it's on Netflix, your job, your coworkers, man, all that's going to fall short. And that's going to take you farther than you ever wanted to go. And so you've got to think about to produce a beautiful crop, the soil first. And are you prepared to receive that word of God? Are you received? Are you prepared to hear that today? Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I have neglected myself in the sense of I've not been in the word. I need to get back to that. So think about that. If you want something beautiful to spring back up, you know, every season, you've got to plant it well and put it in good soil.
0: And you know, Shannon, as we near a close here today, I want to read a scripture and I want to encourage you all uh, to read this chapter because this is also a scripture in Isaiah chapter 58. And You're about going to have to read the whole thing. But for time's sake, I just want to highlight one particular verse in your mind today. Uh, as we, what I heard you saying to Shannon is as we chew on the word, because Shannon, that's why we go back and forth because we're chewing on that word. We're getting life out of it. And I want to highlight verse 8 of Isaiah 58. Here's the promise. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Wow. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard.
1: Wow, that is an amazing verse to end on, Mark. Thank you for that. I think that was perfect. That is definitely from the Holy Spirit for us to know that um, we can watch and we can claim that promise that God is about to do a new thing. But it's here in God's redeeming grace that we have to stay close to him. We have to stay next to the farmer who is building and and growing in us what he has. And he will produce that crop in us, but you'll never, ever, ever make it from the word of God.
0: Thanks for tuning in again this week, listeners. And we so enjoyed being with you today. Be sure to tune in again next week. We will have another exciting episode where we can discover God's Word together as we venture on this journey and live it out together. Thanks so much.